Hi, everybody, and welcome to DocuTalk with Ariel and Jenna. We're your two favorite podcasters who love to talk about documentaries. <laughs> you always say docs. I know, because it rhymes with like talk, I know. but that's fine. They're both cute. They're both cute. Talkumentary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a talkumentary. Well, you know what? We'll be right back. We're going to change the name of our podcast called Talkumentary. Love it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's a really great name. I think we just named it right here on, on air with our um, our listeners. So thank you for coming to Talkumentary. Yeah. Slash DocuTalk. Like, it's going to ring to it. It does. Talkumentary. DocuTalk. You know, it's like all the same. Right. It's semantics. But Talkumentary is pretty cool. Anywho, welcome to our first episode, and this documentary is all about bringing you, the listener, information, insight on just the latest and greatest and most interesting documentaries. Also, I think it would be cool to talk about like why we decided to have a documentary or a podcast about documentaries. Yeah. We both really wanted to do a podcast. Yes. And Jenna does have a great podcast already. <laughs> Let's give it a plug. It's called Questioning Reality with Jenna Munoz. It's a great podcast. And so she had me on and yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a great thing. I want to do one. Yeah. And so we talked about like, what should we do? We both love like entertainment we both love politics. We, well, I don't know if you love politics, but culture really. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> culture. I like culture. Culture, culture. Society. And culture and politics people, are like very immersed humanity, with each other. Sure. Animals. <laughs> Space, <laughs> aliens, you know, all that. And we were like, well, documentaries have all of those things. Yes. So here we are. Yeah, exactly. DocuTalk. DocuTalk slash documentary. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> So we decided that every week we are going to bring you a new documentary. We're going to discuss it. We're going to dive deep into our thoughts about it, talk about the themes about it, and just how it stands, you know, in today's world. And just if we liked it or not. Yeah. Like, is it good? Should you watch it or not? Sometimes they're like two hours. So should you waste your time or should you not? Exactly. And I was telling Arielle this earlier that I literally watch documentaries and almost all movies for them to change my life. So mostly documentaries do that for me. Some like movies will, but documentaries, I want it to change my life. I want to be impacted so much that I'm like, I'm changing the way I do this, or I'm now see the world in a completely different way. That's what I look for. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. So that's the goal. That's what we want to share with you as well. Like these documentaries, some of them are going to be life changers. Some of them are not. Yeah. But it's just more, like for me, I I like the fact that you want it to change you because I'm kind of just here for the entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then if it does change me, that's like a great happenstance. Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. And the first one that we've done is called The Rise of Jordan Peterson. Yes. What are your thoughts? So... First, I'd just like to mention, because I feel like it's important, where did we hear this documentary from? Oh, yes. I heard it from, uh, or I heard about it on Tim Ferriss's Five Bullet Friday email that he sends out. So that's how I heard about it. And I always think it's important to know, like, what is the, the path, right, of, like, where did you find this information? Like, where did it come from? How did you get exposed to it? Because I wouldn't have heard about this documentary any other way. And it's always interesting to see, like, 
who you heard it from mm. or like I don't know just like where it came from That's- also like sometimes documentaries are made by people that want you to think a certain way so mm-hmm. it's nice to know the source of yes exactly the documentary and like who made it why they like it you yeah, know, which is a really good point because I actually didn't have time to look into who made this film. I didn't either. And that's something I really wanted to do. But at the credits, I think it was like a woman. Oh. Because when I, yeah, we'll have to look into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll actually have to look into that. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> because honestly, I think it was a woman. And I'm wondering, is she from J- um, Jordan Peterson's, like, camp would you say like oh right is this movie made from him Mm -hmm. or is this movie made from somebody else outside of him and that was what i didn't really know but i think that because we don't know means we couldn't tell which is a good sign yeah that is a good sign at times like i felt that i hated both sides right (laughs) i was annoyed with just everybody yeah in in here yeah okay (laughs) so let's get into it okay the rise of jordan peterson that's the name of the documentary that we watched I had to rent it on Amazon. I did too. Because it's not part of like the free Prime, which I was kind of like, okay, (laughs) fine. That made me mad too. Yeah, exactly. So it was like $5. So we had to pay for it, just so y'all know. (laughs) (laughs) That is important though, because sometimes that will deter me from watching something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm poor. Exactly. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, probably would not. Well, depends. Depends on how bad I want right. to watch it. I'll pay $5. Yeah. But um, normally, I like to watch things that are free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or included in my uh, services. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, we had to pay $5 to watch it. Um, it's called The Rise of Jordan Peterson. Ariel, okay. who is Jordan Peterson? Oi. He is... I'm going to say, this is going to be controversial because this yeah. whole movie... This whole movie is controversial. ...is very controversial. And I feel like you either have... You're on one side or you're on the other side. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I don't know who he is, but at times I felt like he is misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I hate saying that because towards the end of the documentary, you kind of find out like... He does, like, those weird interviews with people where he comments on, like, women not wearing high heels. And, yeah, and makeup. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, that kind of made me mad. Mm-hmm. But um, I wrote down, I think he just likes the brain. Mm-hmm. And he likes to analyze the brain. Mm-hmm. And he likes to analyze people. And I think his great, like, with making this and, like, the quicker he rose in the ranks, so to say, and, like, with his publicity, Mm -hmm. I feel like all of his fears were becoming a reality. Like, basically... Oh, yeah. The whole movie, or his whole idea was, be careful with what we start legislating. Mm -hmm. And, And he was saying, like... And I don't agree with this, like... Obviously, trans people. Okay, wait. Want, go ahead. Let's take it back a notch because, first of all, he's a professor, right? Right. Okay, so he's a professor at the University of Montreal, Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Canada. He's he's a Canadian, and he is a Canadian professor, uh-huh. and he teaches at the University of Toronto. I'm just gonna do the backstory because I think like you're getting into the really good like. Okay. Oh, yeah. But the, the backstory is he's a professor. He started a pot, uh, not a podcast, a no, YouTube, YouTube channel where he called it like a professor that was politically incorrect or something like that. Yeah. Right. 
And he basically talked about... It wasn't even a oh, channel. It was just a video. It was just a video. He got so mad that he started... He just put a video on YouTube. Right. And it... Became viral. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> there was legislation happening in Canada that said that basically all transgender people needed to be referred to by their choice of gender. Right? Is that what you right. thought? And it was, I believe it ha- didn't it have something to do with education specifically. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Maybe I'm wrong. Go ahead. It ha- yeah, maybe it did. Because it was basically saying that every person had to refer to a trans person how they wanted to be referred to. Right. So if, if this woman wanted to be referred to as a man, then you had to call her by the male pronouns. Right. He, him. Or it, or, if or it's they, not, or yeah, if they're they, non-binary, it's not then they, it, them. they, no, them. it's definitely not it. Know, it's they, them. No, it's they, okay. them. Okay, <laughs> I'm still learning. No, and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. So they, them, uh, you know, he, she, and basically the legislation was saying that that the person doesn't have a choice in what they say. They have to say according to the trans person what they want to be called. Right. And that if you don't call them that, what how they want to be called, that's considered hate speech. You're basically calling them something that they don't want to be called, and that's hate speech, and that's uh, discrimination, and that's like, that's basically, a, like against the law. Mm-hmm. Like you need to follow the law. The law says refer to them how they want to be referred to. Yeah, essentially at its core, it tra- the trans people that were on the documentary were saying that it's basically this law is uh, recognizing us for right. who we want to be seen as, right. which is a, very important. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And he was so offended that the government was telling him how he should refer to anybody and dictating his language that he made this video on YouTube about how everybody's so politically correct and how it's so, it's basically bullshit. Like we should be, we should have free speech. I should be able to say whatever I want, whenever I want, freedom of speech. I should not be told how to refer to somebody. You're taking away my rights as a person in order to make you feel better so that video became viral and very controversial and since then he's just kind of exploded on the scene and like made more videos but has stood very strong about being um basically pro like free speech is yeah. his, his, his and hate speech included in that free speech right is what what i'm getting from yeah him. yeah yeah like hate speech is included because you should have the right to talk however you want to talk right like you're infringing on his freedom by making someone well yeah so yeah. that's kind of the backstory what were you about to get into i was about to say like he's becoming or his fears are becoming a reality for mm-hmm. him like when his speeches are getting um canceled almost or in oh, fact yeah. getting canceled like his fears mm-hmm. are actually becoming a reality. So I think that mobilized him even more and like reinforced like, see, this has to stop. This is very dangerous. You can't legislate speech. Even though we already do in terms of like, you can't yell fire in a public place if there is no fire. Like we do already mm-hmm. regulate some speech. Mm-hmm. But I think in the beginning of the documentary, I was like very... I don't want to say on his side because he turns out to be such an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was kind of like, oh, this guy just seems misunderstood. Like, mm-hmm. like um, 
remember the guy at the end with the long hair and he was like, this is a different Jordan. I don't know this guy. He was like watching his interviews. I felt like he was in the beginning kind of misunderstood because mm-hmm. he did do a lot of good. Like he wrote that book about the how to be happier and like focus on the individual. But, yeah. but he had mobilized such a dangerous group of people like white supremacists mm-hmm. and um, just like not very tolerant mm-hmm. people. And he spoke so eloquently that it made you think what he said was okay. Whereas, like, when you were at the rally, the people there were being obnoxious and not getting their point across. Like, they weren't, they weren't um, communicating. They were just, like, blowing air horns at him. And I feel like mm. I would have... I understand why they were doing it, because that's their right, too. But mm-hmm. I would have liked to have, like, heard them. Right. The way that I heard him, mm-hmm. you know? So true. So I didn't agree with what he was saying, but I didn't agree with how they were presenting their case either. I was, like, very annoyed at them. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Because I was like, here's your opportunity to confront this guy, and you're just choosing to be a dick. Right. You know? Yeah. They're, they're hating him in the same manner that they think that he's hating them. But you're right. I do think that he is misunderstood in that way. That I don't think he actually dislikes or is against trans people i think that he just is he's so stuck on this freedom of speech thing and that was the avenue that that it took for him to like stand up for his freedom of speech because he was obsessed with like totalitarianism yes he had like pictures of like stalin and lenin in his house i have to tell you i did think like his house was kind of cool, though. Like, I, I didn't... <laughs> You're crazy. Oh, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm a Jew, so I get it. Like, it's all bad. I totally get it. But, like, I did think... Like, he had, like, very interesting trinkets. And I feel like being important and being very educated is, is like, important to him. It means a lot to him. Right. You know? So I think, That's like... That's who he is. Yes. And so, I like, I understood why he had all those paintings and all that stuff like it is a little bit problematic because you find out like he's essentially becoming one of those people yeah you know Mm -hmm. so it is dangerous but yeah I found that really interesting that his entire house was like surrounded by these pictures and he said it was to remind him of like the past and what humanity has been through these totalitarians that are like just dictators and like ruling over people and how he was so against that but he had pictures all over his house to remind him of the past and he literally was kind of becoming that in a sense because he, and he knew like how they talked to a crowd and how they got people to follow them and he knew all of this psychological information about like Stalin and Hitler and he was like saying it like he he knew how they got to where they were right and he was using the same tactics in his own work and he was polarizing Mm -hmm. because whether you liked him or not you were so outraged by what he had to say that you wanted to listen right you know yeah so it was like he was a very polarizing or is a very polarizing figure but Mm -hmm. i will say i listened to this other podcast i forget what it was but Van Jones was talking about... Who's Van Jones? Van Jones is a, I believe, a CNN reporter. Okay. He's so smart. He's really... 
he's like a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was talking about safe spaces. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm assuming because he's on CNN, he's sort of a liberal guy. Mm-hmm. But he thinks safe spaces in terms of like free speech mm-hmm. is dangerous. So like obviously if you feel like you are, you know, going to be raped or like mm-hmm. you want to talk about something um, in of that nature, mm-hmm. safe spaces are great. That's fine. But in terms of being... Um, uh, what's the word? Like an open, yeah, public. Like, yeah, like he's he's saying he said this. I'm gonna tell you what he said. He said you shouldn't be safe ideologically or emotionally all of the time. We should teach students specifically how to be strong. And then he said this. He said we shouldn't pave the jungle for you. We should put boots. We should give you bootstraps. And teach you how to deal with diversity. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that because mm-hmm. the people at the rally didn't know how to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. They just knew they were mad. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think if they articulated themselves as well as he, Jordan Peterson did, maybe he would be more apt to listen to them. Totally. You know? And I, I thought that too in the movie. I was like, why doesn't somebody just talk to him? But and but you know what? There was one girl. That girl who with kind the cute of, blue hair. Yeah, yeah, and she actually was talking to him and she was like, why can't you like just like refer to these people the way that they want to? Like, why why is it such a problem? Right. But he was just so stuck. <clears throat> he was so stuck on this like, it's freedom of speech. It's freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. That he wouldn't even be open to seeing it, because if he truly was a person that cared about people who cared about humanity, he would absolutely acknowledge that I, of course, I want to support all people mm-hmm. and I want to treat all people equally and treat all people with kindness. Like he would do that, but he was so stuck on this. He was stuck he was on stuck. the legislation. The part legislation. Of it. That's what he was stuck on. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he was. Well, I guess later you come to find like he was stuck on the calling people by their pronouns. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if he really did care about that. I think it was just the fact that that they could regulate that, that right. he was mad at. Mm-hmm. But it did turn out like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he, I, I still don't know how I feel about him because uh-huh. I don't agree with a lot of things that he said. Like, it oh, takes yeah. me two seconds to learn what someone wants to be called. I'm mm-hmm. going to do that. I'm going to yeah. respect them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're people mm-hmm. and it's the right thing to do in my opinion. Yeah. But I also understand like, it is scary to to regulate things. Yeah, but okay, how big of a regulation is it for you to say it's now law to call a trans person what they want to be called? How, right, right, right. How really, how much freedom is <laughs> right. that really taking away? But he's, his thought was like, well, it's they're going to take that. about, right. we're going to take one word from you and then they're going to start taking sentences right. and then they're going to start taking more away from you and then they're just going to start controlling you and controlling you and controlling you and then here we have a dictatorship. Right. So I, I don't get agree that. With that. Yeah. I get I get his pathway of thinking that that would happen, but uh-huh. I don't think that would ever happen. I think this is just a very small thing yeah. of like, basic human like respect right and it's not like they're trying to legislate something that's bad like, right you have to you know it's not like a negative right legislation it's mm-hmm. like okay this is positive and it will like greatly affect these human beings right you know what yeah. i mean so yeah i get i get that yeah but i still don't realize like i don't i still that's why i think he's polarizing because i still don't know how i feel about him sometimes yeah. i really hated him and then other times I was like, well, maybe he's just misunderstood. And 
he had friends that were that mm-hmm. seemed he had friends that seemed crazy and then he had friends that seemed great. Right. And then people that would walk up to him on the street, he was so kind with. Right. He was like he was so attentive. He would like look at them in the eyes, he would listen to them and they would be telling him how they you know, how he changed their life by, you know, giving them confidence to like just speak up or to just believe in themselves. Yeah. And they were really like moved by what he had to say. Which was really amazing, but also I didn't get to see like where that was coming from. But then I looked at his book. Um, I oh, like, did you? I, so, I wanted to do that. Yeah. So he had a he has a book called like the Twelve Steps to Success. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> the Twelve Steps. <laughs> the Twelve Steps of something by Jordan. Would you Hughes. be more prepared? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I looked up the Twelve Steps because I was like, what is he going to talk about in this yeah. book? Because he's so crazy on the documentary, <clears throat> and it was actually very useful information it was like well and also very positive stuff it was like stand up straight with your shoulders back like that's step one Mm -hmm. like having confidence when you walk out the door like another step was like clean your room keep your space clean i know and i started doing that (laughs) (laughs) i did yeah yeah so um like i'm trying to remember oh like develop relationships like with Mm -hmm. your family and friends and like cultivate those relationships so his book was very you know, positive, very good messages. So I don't know like where this other side comes out when he's like, yeah, women who are wearing makeup and wearing high heels, like what do you think is going to happen? Like what they're asking for basically harassment. And it's like, what? It was wild. It's just weird. I think he like goes off in like this other part of himself. Right. And I wonder if like he, he like has to, because he's being affirmed by a very specific group of people, like right. not to generalize, right. but they were a lot of Trump supporters. There were a lot of white people, mm-hmm. not just white men. There was like white women there too. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like because he's being affirmed by that, maybe psychologically he just becomes a different person when he's backed in a corner. With them, with yeah. With them. It's that group think, that yeah. group mentality. Yes. Even though he was promoting individualism right. at times. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I don't know. Also, like, aren't Canadians supposed to be like, Easy breezy. Yeah, he was not. <laughs> it was no. He was like not the typical like easygoing Canadian. No, you know. Yeah, he was really interesting. I think I agree with you in the fact that like I don't think I don't know if I like him or not. I I, I honestly don't think I do. Yeah, I'm kind of like he's confused. <laughs> That's how I feel about <laughs> it. I'm like he's confused. He's stuck in a rut. He's stuck on this, like, legislation law. Uh-huh. It's blinding him to, like, the reality of humanity and the reality of the bigger picture of the world. The, to be stuck on the minutia of a little law. Like, mm. there's so many other bigger things that you could be, you know, talking about or, like, working on in your life. And I don't know. It just feels like this is so small. But I see that he thinks it's going to lead to this big, like transformation and we're going to live in a totalitarian culture mm-hmm. like maybe you're probably not going to be alive to see it because it's going to take at least 100 years yeah. <laughs> you know also he so. ate he ate salad for breakfast did yeah, you because, see that? because he did the elimination diet with his daughter i didn't like that that's weird right you actually salad for breakfast i mean yeah you do you do <laughs> okay so his daughter remember she said she struggled with like and that's another thing he struggled with anxiety and uh-huh. depression his entire life so he was already not in a very good space he wasn't a gen like 
a happy person. Because he, he was reading about wars every day. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Goodness. And then his daughter was um, anxious and depressed, and so she did this elimination diet, which I have heard of because I used to work in a medical office that did that for a lot of people, mm. and they would eliminate sugar and like carbs, basically, <clears throat> and like cheese and like all the good stuff. <laughs> but basically, you just eat like meat, vegetables. And, and salad like, for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, and like very little fruit. So they eat salads for breakfast. They I just eat like meat for so breakfast. Weird. And yeah, I, I was know. like, you know what? This actually makes sense for him because I, now I know why I hate him. You know? The yeah. Salad thing. So, but he said he like, you know, he his depression went away after all that. So, I mean, I'm sure it helped him. But yeah, he was eating salad for breakfast. Yeah. I thought it was nighttime. I thought, I, was, I thought it was dinner. Jenna, when he was like, when he was like eating his salad, yeah. it looked like salmon. I don't know what it was, but it right. looked like a dinner meal. Yeah. It was like, you know, mushrooms on top yeah. of his meat. He was eating some salad. And yeah. then he was like, Alexa, tell me my plans for the day. I was like, for the day? <laughs> Sweetie. It's, it's nighttime, right? It must be. And it oh, looks dark so outside, it too. Did. So it must have been like 5 a.m. And he yeah. was eating his salad. and <laughs> It was just it like was very apropos for his like it made sense yeah it made sense. totally made sense also in the very beginning of the documentary i had a hard time figuring out who he was mm-hmm. not in terms of like behavioral things um mm-hmm. just because like he would shave like one time he had a beard and then the next time he had like a little bit more weight on and then he had like longer hair and then but then in the beginning he had like a buzz cut did you notice that i didn't but i did wonder about the timing of things because I noticed that they started filming like right after the YouTube video and like before a bunch of other stuff. So I'm just, I was just had the thought of like, Hmm, like who decided to put a camera on him and make a documentary during this time? You know what I mean? So I don't know. That was my thought, but I didn't notice the hair and all that stuff, but I, he looks different in like every frame. (laughs) I feel weird. Yeah. I didn't know who he was, like, psychologically, but then also physically. I was like, who, where, is that Jordan? Yeah. Are you Jordan? Because I kind of, like, there was just so many changes, I felt. And maybe they would leave him and then come back to him later. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Okay. I'm trying to see what I have in my notes. Yeah, what else about it? So, yeah, he did the video. He had confrontations all the time with, like, students. They were hating him. Mostly, like, the trans people were hating him. That's that's something else, actually, I kind of wanted to talk about. Because <clears throat> I I don't know any trans people. Oh, you don't? I don't, I don't have any trans friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need some. Oh. No, seriously, I don't know any trans people. Do wow. you? Yeah, I do. I know a lot. You know a lot? Yeah. Well, didn't you work... Um, did we work together when Sophia worked there? That doesn't sound familiar. Okay. Well, she was trans, yeah. I mean, I've met trans people, but I don't But you know, don't have I don't have a friendship and... or a relationship oh, with a trans person. That's interesting. Yeah. So I feel like I'm kind of like uh, ignorant or like mm. I don't know a lot. So this woman, or see, that's the thing is like now I question things a lot. That's one thing. I think that, that's good though. Yeah. Because it means you're open. Totally. Yeah. And I accept all people. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, nothing. Like, I don't right. care. Likewise. I love all people. Even bad people. Because I will <laughs> find a way to accept them and love them. Wow. Yeah, I do my best. So, anyway, 
I now, after seeing this movie, I have been like a little bit curious and also conscious of like how I refer to people. So I, so I was like, this woman came in and I was working at Michael's mm-hmm. and she was looking for a sewing machine. And Honestly, like, I also, I'm very, like, energetic. Like, I read people's energy. And I'm pretty sure she was a woman. But her energy was, like, a little bit masculine or more masculine. And, like, but also she she was, like, dressed in a way that I couldn't really tell. And she was also, like, not wearing any makeup and also not... Like, she just confused me. She confused me. And I did not know how to refer to her. Because I had to say, like... Because she was asking me for a sewing machine. And she had a really deep voice, too. So it was like, I was confused. (laughs) And I didn't know how I was supposed to refer to her. And usually what I would say is, like, if this person's asking for, like, a sewing machine or something. And if they're obviously, like, a woman or a man, I'll be like, I have a woman here looking for... Or I might say, like... She's, I have a guest here looking right. for a sewing mas- <clears throat> machine and she's looking for this model. And I was about to say like what I was going to say over the radio and I was going to say they. I don't know why. It was just going to mm-hmm. come out naturally. I was going to say, oh, I have a guest here looking for a sewing machine and they want to know, you know, what model we carry. And I thought, is that offensive if I say they? Hmm. And she's like, I should call me they, you know? I know. And I also wonder if they are in, in that part of their transition Mm -hmm. where they are, um, you know, maybe they have just started taking their hormones Mm -hmm. or they, they don't have all of the, uh, I'm just going to use the word parts Mm -hmm. that they desire. Yeah. That they desire. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we could just say, um, what, what would you like me to call you? Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. But I wonder, like, is, is that... I, I guess I'm a little bit ignorant, too. Like, yeah, like, is it, that offensive? Is that offensive to... But if I genuinely, you know, want to be respectful and want to, like, call you what you want to be called, then I, I wonder if that if that is or isn't. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't know either. That's, yeah. like, that's what... That's one thing that I did get at, out of this movie that I feel like is valuable is that I am more aware and conscious of, like, people and... How should I refer to them? And that's something I'm learning, I think, yeah. that I wasn't really paying attention to before. Is like learning how do people want to be referred to and what's appropriate, what's offensive, what's not offensive. And that's why I would love to talk to a trans person yeah. and kind of get the insight on like, if I said she, would you be offended? If I said they, would you be offended? Because like me, if somebody said they to me, I wouldn't be offended. But if somebody asked me, do you, do you prefer a male or female pronoun? I guess I wouldn't take it offensive either. I would just kind of laugh about it. Right. But I would be like, oh, they thought maybe I'm a man. But I also think <laughs> it has to do with like, like being secure with who you are in your right. body. And they are not. Which makes me sad because it's like, that. I think that's why it's so important. But I also think the trans people that I know... Mm-hmm. Even, like, gay people, mm-hmm. I feel like they really are some of the most understanding people. Right. Because their whole life, they have been trying to make you comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, it's it's uncomfortable to be gay, so I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to hide it because I don't want my mom to be mad or I don't yeah. want... 
to make, I don't want to make Christmas weird. So it's like all of their lives, they've just been like. Understanding the other person's Yeah. And so I think it does make them very, very understanding. Mm -hmm. And so I think like I would have no problems. Well, I guess I would have, it would be uncomfortable at first, but I would say like, you know, can you please tell me your pronoun? Because mm-hmm. maybe they're aware that they're in this part of their transition, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe they would respect it. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, we are in a very interesting time. And I think right. it's cool that this documentary maybe did change your life. Yeah. It, I mean, it definitely brought yeah. that into my awareness that was not there before. Mm-hmm. And definitely makes me more conscious and more understanding, too, about trans people and, like, how, you know... It is very important to be referred to in a certain way, and it's not right to call somebody something that they don't want to be called, you know? Right, because it's not, you're not recognizing them for who they want to be. Right. You know? And maybe that's why it's so sad, is because, like, they haven't recognized who they've wanted to be for years and years and years, and they finally get the courage to do it, Mm -hmm. and then Jordan Peterson comes and is like, well, I'm not going to call you that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's why it's like it's so ridiculous for him to say that because it's such a small thing to have respect for people. And but I also see that he's just wants to have his legislation. Yeah, and I think also what he's afraid of is. Um, I wrote down he's a he's a man with ideas and opinions. Oh yeah, and those are so important to him. And this is where I kind of, um, I don't want to say agree with him because I really think he's an asshole at times, (laughs) but this is where I understand him. Like Mm -hmm. I, I respect ideas and opinions, even if I don't agree with them, Mm -hmm. I still like to hear them. Yeah. And so I think like what he was worried about and then what ended up happening when he was getting canceled and stuff is that, um, what people do with those ideas and and opinions are the dangerous part. So, like, him mobilizing all those people Mm -hmm. and maybe having them be, like, yell nasty things to the trans people. And, Mm -hmm. like, what he was saying is, like, well, that's not on me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, whatever. But we should still be able to have those ideas and opinions. And so I understood, like, what he was saying when he was afraid that, like, okay, well, you know... I feel like I'm not articulating my opinion because I don't want to come off as ignorant mm-hmm. and, and wrong and rude. Mm-hmm. But like what he was saying was, I don't think, Jordan Peterson yeah. saying, I don't think um, being trans or calling them by their pronoun is right. And that's my idea and that's my opinion. And let's put that idea and opinion out on the table as uncomfortable as it is. Mm-hmm. And if you take that away from me, being able to do that, that's the danger. Right. And I understood that. I don't agree with it, but I understood it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that too. And I understand what he's saying about, like, the government having, you know, the right to change how we talk. Like, they mm-hmm. shouldn't have the right to change how we talk. We should all be free to talk how we want to talk. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. I feel like this is a very... It was very specific. specific very specific context. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying to think of... Yeah, um, one other thing that I remember, too, is, like, the, the professor that, like... Or was it, like, one of the oh, head... Oh, like, his... His, like, mentor. That basically. he lived with? Yeah. Yeah. He, like, loved him. He thought it was a great, brilliant professor. And then after this all came out, he was like, he is hurting so many more people right. than he is helping them. And I'm really disappointed, and I want nothing to do with them. Right, and he said, remember that uh, Jordan Peterson called him one day? I think I don't know if it was after he 
um, wrote that article about him. Oh, yeah, he said he was dangerous. He had a dream. Remember? He was talking about a dream. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down. Jordan Peterson had a dream. About himself. Yeah. And it was... Weird. Oh, I guess I didn't write down what the dream was. I wrote, I wrote down, I heard the dream thing just now, and I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) It was something about him being like special, right? Yes, it was almost like this is not what it was, but it was basically like I have been sent here to do this, and I am basically like I'm doing God's work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, a little bit inflated ego. Yes. Yeah. Something. Yes. He's definitely got some ego in there in this whole situation where he wants to be right. He wants to be right at all costs. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, do you remember when he was doing the... Um, I think this was after he wrote his book. Mm-hmm. There was those three... He was doing a... Um, like a Q&A type mm-hmm. of thing. Like a press event. Yeah. Um, and those three little boys... We're talking about him. Oh, yeah. Do you remember them? Mm-hmm. I just thought they were so cute. They were, like, so in love with him, right? Yeah. Well, the one little boy was. Oh, yeah. The one little boy was like, um, you know, he's really great. He's, like, legendary. And then both of the other little boys laughed, and he was like, sorry, guys, am I doing that thing where I'm, like, acting weird a little bit? <laughs> I know. They were all so awkward and cute. <laughs> they were so cute. That's all yeah. I have to say about those little boys. I just thought they were adorable. They were adorable. And it is adorable when anybody, and especially kids, are, like, motivated and told, like, you can do it and, like, have that positive message. Yeah. So he did help people. Right. He is helping people. He's just kind of weird. He's just, yeah. (laughs) He's just very specific on issues. Very specific. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't get him. Who knows what's going to be next from him because it doesn't seem like he's going to stop now. No. seems like he's going to keep writing this or, like... See, that's what I'm so confused about. His book is so... His book seems so much different than how he comes across on, like, some of the videos. Some of the videos he comes across really horrible. But his book seemed, like, really positive, like, really good. Right. He's going to write another book that's, like, also really positive and really good. I think that... So, the guy at the end... I think we talked about him earlier. Um... He's the guy with the glasses and the somewhat long hair. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... He said that Jordan, when he was, like, writing the book or whatever, or as long as this guy has known Jordan, mm-hmm. he always focused on the individual. Mm-hmm. He was like, let's better yourself. Because mm. when groups of people come together, sometimes it's not always for the best. Yeah. And that book was very much the individual. So I wonder if, like, he just got caught up in this whole, you know, um, I don't, I keep saying he mobilized the wrong people, but that's all I can think of saying mm-hmm. is, like, that's where he went wrong. It's like all those bad people mm-hmm. that he spoke to, it became something maybe that was different than what his intention was. I think so. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But now he's going along with it. Right. You he's know? just like, oh, these people love me. And then in one part of the <clears throat> documentary, too, he said, like, I've learned how to mobilize. Or not mobilize. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I love that word. That's know, the word of the day. Like, it's like mobilizing everything. <laughs> Um, he has learned how to monetize yes. his position as a 
political correctness, political teacher. I don't know what you want to call it. He's almost like a figure now, like a yeah, he's political like a fi- figure. Yeah, exactly. So he's like a figure. And he, he said to somebody in, in an interview that he learned how to monetize it. And mm-hmm. so he's basically just like giving speeches and writing books and doing all that. So it's like, what else is he going to, you know, what else is he going to talk about next? I'm curious. Because he already wrote this life book mm-hmm. about 12 steps to like be happy or something like that. So yeah, we'll see like where he goes next. Yeah. Okay. So ask the question. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend this podcast? Or this doc- well, yes, we would recommend the podcast. Absolutely, Absolutely. <laughs> recommend the podcast. Would we recommend this documentary? I what would is yours, Jenna? not recommend this documentary. Really? Um, unless the person is interested in this topic. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. See, I feel like I still don't know if I hate it or not. I'm leaning towards I do hate it, mm-hmm. only because it made me feel outraged, and I mm-hmm. don't like feeling outraged. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also would recommend it because... Who would you recommend it to? Honestly, anyone. Oh, okay. Even if they didn't like it. Or even if they So didn't... you're just like talking with a friend and you're like... Oh my gosh, hey, I watched this I just... interesting documentary about blah, blah, blah. Because I think it talks about important things. It does. It definitely know? opened up my awareness, for sure. Right. It opens up awareness. Mm-hmm. It, um... I don't know. I think it's good to talk. Like, it made me uncomfortable at times, Mm -hmm. but I also think that that's a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So I would recommend it. Like I said, I don't know if I hated it or not, Mm -hmm. but I would recommend it. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I might recommend it to the right person that I saw that they would get something out of it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I didn't feel like it was that great, but... And it did feel long, I will say. It was say. a little long. It felt long. It was only an hour and a half. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it felt long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long hour and a half. It was a long <laughs> hour and a half. Um, but, yeah, we came, we saw, we conquered. We conquered. The rise of Jordan Peterson. <laughs> so, what's next? What are we going to watch next? I think we should watch a true crime. Ooh, okay. Do you want to do a true crime one? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll discuss. Do you have any ideas? Um, oh, well, the only one I can think of is the one you're already watching, which is the Loretta Bobbitt. <gasps> the Loretta Bobbitt. Let's I do finished. that one. That's great. So that's a four-parter. Okay. Too we long. can if you'd like. I mean, I definitely want to watch it. It's great. I think we should watch it and we should do it. Okay. Whether the podcast becomes like two episodes or... Four. Four or one. Or one. I think... I definitely want to watch it, and I definitely want to talk about it. Okay. Because I'm curious. And I've already heard a little bit from you. My mom's obsessed with true crime, so she already told me about it, too. She's like, oh, I saw it a long time ago. I was like, oh. It was, oh my gosh, I thought it just came out. Maybe it came out last year. Or maybe she just has seen so many, like, shows about it already. No, I think it has knows. been out for a long time. Oh, okay. I think, I think your mom's right. Yeah. We should ask your mom what yeah. kind of uh, documentaries are good, like true crime, if she likes them. Oh, yeah. I bet you she's seen them all. She probably has. Yeah. Yeah. I'll ask her. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Yay. All right. Is this this the end of our episode? I think this is the end. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening and for making it to the end of this episode about the rise of Jordan Peterson. 
If you're interested, check it out. Um, it's available. Like, subscribe. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. Like <laughs> us, subscribe to us, follow us on Instagram, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, follow us <laughs> on, on podcast, follow us on Snapchat, follow us on everything. But don't follow us in real life. Yeah. Stop. Don't follow me. Don't, don't freaking follow, follow me. me. <laughs> Thank you, Jenna. Love you. Love you. And have a good day. Bye.